Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. I love a major championship edition of Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Alongside the Caddy, Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. We are looking forward to a September tradition unlike any other. But first, before we get into today's episode, we want to tell you about another ESPN podcast from ESPN Investigates called Bloodlines. Bloodlines examines horse racing's current existential crisis. How did horse racing go from America's most popular sport to a game driven by returns on investment? Of uh, Decades of breeding for races changed the horses themselves and what might 49 dead horses in one year at one track mean for the future of horse racing? Download and subscribe to ESPN Investigates and listen to Bloodlines, a three-part series wherever you find your podcast. I will be listening to that because I have plenty of opinions on the horse racing culture. It means I'm not going to that track that has 49 dead horses. That's what that means. I ain't never going there. No, that's like going to a restaurant that's like, oh, yeah, we've seen a few rats in and around the area, but the food's still great. There's a big difference between a restaurant that looks filthy and is packed and a restaurant that is super duper clean and no one's at right it looks clean on the outside and there's no people there you're like "Mm, you're not doing that nope but you give me that restaurant that looks a little dirty you're like goodness man people and it's packed you're like yep that's the spot it's it's for one of two reasons they're either slinging something as a front Or the food's just really good. You know, you know one of my is we'll, we'll move it to U.S. Open, but we've started down one of our tangents, so we're gonna finish it. <laughs> you know what one of my truest form restaurant rules are when I'm when like when Ashley and I are traveling abroad or when we're just somewhere. I ne- never, ever, ever, ever will I step foot in a restaurant that outside of the restaurant has pictures of the food. So if you get ready to walk in and like on the glass, there's not just the menu, but photos of the food yeah. too? Yeah, no, not having it. And it, it, I'll double down. If it's got one of those in front of restaurant, like triangle menu things that stand up on its own on like yeah, the Yeah, sitting out where the valet yeah. would be. Yeah, that's <laughs> and a no too. The food don't, no. Pictures there of the is, food, no. There is an exception to that rule though. What's that? Chinese. If you want to get quick Chinese food, you want to make sure they got, because I, I challenge you to find a quick, I don't want to call it fast food Chinese, but I challenge you to find a Chinese place that you can just run in, grab something and book out real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but why my do wife you- who's half Chinese, she calls it, we got, every now and then we have to have the dirty Chinese. Which mean, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. What I mean is like what we were talking about earlier. Like if the place looks a little bit dirty, but it's always packed, and no matter what you order, they say the same thing. Okay, it's ready in ten minutes. You'd be like, "Hot dog! I just ordered sixty dollars worth of food, and it is ready in ten minutes," which is crazy. But there's always pictures of the food and the menu in the window. So yeah, but what do you? That's need- my exception. But what do you need pictures for? You, if you're a Chinese food connoisseur and you know what you're gonna like, you know what you're. Why do you need pictures of it? Because sometimes you want to change it up and try something a little different. If I'm going to the same place, like every, restaurant Tinder, like <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
Hey, today I don't want a regular egg roll. I'm going to swipe left and <laughs> yeah, get the yeah. shrimp roll. Look at this egg roll. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of hilarious because we had a Chinese two nights ago too, you're from a little, that spot. You look a little crispier. Hey, swipe. Hunan Beef, what up? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell General Chow me and you are hanging out, okay? <laughs> so anyway, look, man, let's get to golf. Oh, you know what? Before we even get to golf, because yeah. there's one other pressing issue that uh, we need to put out there because I was not able to do what you asked me to do after we did the podcast last Monday because the video yes. very special happened on Tuesday. Yeah. So, and I am look, Oh, she changed spots already. She's underneath the desk that I'm sitting at sleeping by my feet right now. All right. So for those patrons that may have missed last week's podcast, the caddy coming back up from East Lake and the tour championship surprised his boys with a dog. Stopped with in a puppy. The, driving from Atlanta. I stopped in Macon, Georgia and picked up a puppy. So the video that I have seen that no one else would be able to see was an excited reaction out of the caddy clan and a, a first time cuss word was actually used. I'll be honest, look, my 11 year old dropped the F-bomb in front of me for the first time. Which, I think you should post the video. I will, see, this is the thing. I wanna post the video because everyone that I've shown it to it was raw it's, emotion. Correct. And it was, and, and he keeps apologizing throughout then the yes. rest of it, saying how sorry he is because he knows he's in trouble. But for people who don't know me and don't know my family, like, I don't want people to be like, what a horrible parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, or I don't want people to be like, you know, how dare you let your kid talk? Well, first and I'm of like, all, look, I don't. Backseat characters <laughs> complain traffic anyway. That's number one. Number two, you Karen can, can go be Karen. Yeah. You can see on his face how legitimately sorry he is. But I do want to break down the video that I think we may post later. But yes, he dropped an F-bomb out of excitement. Two yeah. things. One, do you, well, three things, actually. I've got a, a whole list of questions on this. <laughs> All right. One, did he get in trouble? Yes. Okay. Two, do you believe that's the first time he's used the word like he claimed in the video? Absolutely not. I know okay. for a fact that I know for a fact that is not the first time that he has <laughs> dropped an f bomb. All right. And now the one thing I am proud of him as a guy who's a stand up comedian for twenty years that the context was perfect. And he used it also. Beautifully. Yeah, which also means, means he's used it before. <laughs> probably in perfect context as well. So, and I have been. I, let's just say I have gotten a report from someone oh. that, that he's used that, but not towards, he's used it towards his brother. So if you're going to drop one yeah. out of anger. But, but he probably fighting, learned it from his brother. Who's 13 years old. Yeah. And thinks he's going to be a rap star anyway. So I, I have, I don't know if I should say I made a mistake because I don't think I made a mistake because it's, I, at some point you have to expose your kids to adult language anyway and trying to teach them why it's adult language and why some words are inappropriate to use yeah you know in situations no matter what no matter where you are that it's just, it's never appropriate to use that kind of language so you know that he did get in trouble but i didn't you know i didn't whoop him or anything like that and i didn't and i didn't like take his xbox away for two months or anything because it's well, like you know, he's old enough now that he's, he, 
he sees it and hears it in music and on some of the things that I allow them to watch, even though I still, you know, I don't let them watch full out like crazy violent rated R movies or anything like that, you know, cause it's, they are still young and impressionable, but um, he's seen it in movies and he's heard it on rap songs and stuff like that. So we don't, you know, at a, I got an 11 year old boy and a 13 year old boy. So we ain't listening to the wheels of the bus. And the 13-year-old and the 11-year-old are already in the backseat talking about how the puppy's going to help them with the little bitties. <laughs> yeah, well, and let me help Apparently you. means how to get a, how how now girls are going to like them even more with a puppy. Right. So I'm like, all right, uh, yeah, I'm going to hate and, on and, that. And let me help you out. The stuff that they're around <laughs> at school is, is much different. Absolutely. Uh, and wait, okay, so question number three before we move on to golf. Name of the puppy. So when I picked her up, the person that I got her from said that they had been calling her Stella and the boys didn't want that name. So that's fine. Which we is fine. Our, we changed our, I think O'Shea was Taz. When we really? rescued him. Yes, we changed I'm glad that. you didn't keep that name because that's my 11 year old's middle name. <laughs> so, so what'd you go with? with but that's Tiger's, Tiger's dog's name is Taz, which I found out too late anyway. So, um, this little one, her name is Coconut Collins. And her, I like that, call, Coconut. Yeah, because when she gets a full belly, she looks like she swallowed a coconut. And I love she's it. the same color, but we call her Coco. So Coco is her name. I love it. All right. So yeah. we, we, we paid off at yes. the dog story. We made And you know that. what? I Okay. May, I, you know what? But with with your blessing, and I mean, I got to check with the other, with the boss, who's also home sitting behind me um we might post that video okay yeah i i, I think look we've put it out there you can even do a disclaimer. everybody's a grown-up yeah be, you can do a disclaimer a on the post when you write it up but let I me mean, ask you a question let's yeah. start with last week right so okay the and last week nba what? here's the deal so major league baseball the nba the nhl college football and now the NFL. Yep. Everyone was in full swing this past weekend. You were even in denial. Like, you didn't even want to talk about the Safeway Open, which was going on last week, which Stewart Sink, who hadn't won since winning the Open Championship and breaking Tom Watson's heart, finally got his win and got that monkey off his back. How oh, many this... people do you think watched that? I was going to say, is this happening? Are we talking about this? <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Now, here's my fear, though. What? Here's my fear. If you felt that way about the Safeway Open, mm -hmm. week one of the NFL just happened. Like, we still got two Monday night games, and now we're back at it again on with a Thursday night. That's and right. big-time college football coming. It's LSU-Alabama this weekend. No, wrong, wrong. Wait, who's well, who's this weekend then? No one in the SEC. The 26 is when they kick off. Oh, my bad. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that because I was but, no, but, but to your point, you, we do have ACC Big 12. They are in conference play. So, yes, we're already to the conference portion. And the, and, right. Yeah. And that's just, that's just college football. Like, college right. football conference play is starting. The NFL is now going into week two where everyone's now invested in it. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, here we go. Ramp it up. Get Baseball is coming down the stretch looking at where everyone's going to be seated for the way that the new playoffs are going to be. And, oh, yeah, the NBA and the NHL are, like, steamrolling towards the finals. Yeah. We it, got a U.S. Open now where 
Brooks Kepka is out. Scotty Scheffler tested positive for COVID. Cameron Champ just made a big caddy change and brought John Wood, Matt Kuchar's old caddy, on the bag, which is a big deal. And Phil Mickelson is going back to the place where he had the absolute meltdown on the 18th hole. And I am looking at this going, um, with no fans there and all of this other stuff going on, like buzz wise, I know, like you just, right. I understand, but what, how, what do we do? What this is, I guess I'm asking what in the hell do we do to get people hyped up about this U S open? You can't. You can't because it look, you and I are gonna watch it, but even I was thinking, I even I was having um sports panic attack thinking about it. <laughs> Seriously, because me in my world sports rain man. <laughs> I mean I, I literally am because in my world I have Sports Center on Thursday, but I'll be able to probably watch it afterwards. Right. I have Sports Center on Friday, same situation. But then Saturday, I am in studio in Bristol from noon, 11.30 to noon, until 1.30 a.m. And it's all college football. I'll be able to allocate maybe a monitor on our eight-pack for the golf, but I'm, my job that day revolves around college football. Yeah, you have time. to. Yes. I'm doing pregame shows. I'm do, so I'm already – for lack of a better term, out on Saturday. And then Sunday, since I don't, since I work 13, 14 hours on Saturday. You're I'll not waking up until Sunday, 4 o'clock right? in the afternoon. I'm sleeping until Sunday. I, I, I jokingly call it the Sunday stupids because I'm just walking around like, uh, what? <laughs> but then, you, like you said, then you've got the NFL you're combating with. And I don't know that it, it just, we, we had this conversation and I'll say this about the masters and I, and I fear, and I know the, the masters or the masters people are going <laughs> to think that it's going to be different. And I, and look, we can, but it is, it, we can say it months from now and be like, Oh, the fall masters, that's going to be so beautiful. But think about it. You're going to be, you've got LSU, Alabama, Saturday of the masters. That's you know, the one. That's when it is. Yes. Now I know CBS is going to go right into the coverage. So there is going to be, you're going to have a built-in number from college football and it is going to aid to that. But for the first what? 15 minutes, 20 Th right. minutes. Think about it. Like, I believe when we had this, when we had this discussion during the, the, the meet of when we were discussing COVID in sports, there was an inherent risk of still scheduling the, these events and not just postponing them till 2021. And so I believe it's good for the sport that we play through. I, I, really, I agree. Really but I'm I with you. Typically the U.S. Open – Middle of the summer, nothing but baseball going on. Right. This is fantastic. It's, it's, it's going to be different, and we're just going to have to be okay with playing it and maybe not getting the buzz that we would be accustomed to. But see, here's where the problem for – this is why I think we're not feeling like, yeah, here we go. It's the guy who's the, not just the needle, but the needle to stand in the shipping crate. Like, Tiger. Are you feeling like, yo – Tiger Woods, Wingfoot, someone like Donkey Kong. No, he won't even make the cut. Oh, see? And then Phil Mickelson, like, yo, this dude just won his first PGA Tour Champions event. It's going to be awesome, right? And then you see him at Safeway, and you're like, nah, okay, um, huh. Mm. No, 
and I just, as I great as making the cut. Yeah, see, I don't think so either. Because as as brutal as everyone is talking about how this place is, and Tiger was playing a practice round in shorts up there on Sunday, so I, I mean, couldn't no be more, but I couldn't be clearer about one thing. And I think I said it on this podcast a while you've ago. You've been, I, I will give you credit. You've been, you have never changed your tune when it comes to Tiger Woods and his performance this year. Yeah, and 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 his days at the U.S. Open are over, done. It's just for him to show up at the tournament and and play and be Tiger Woods. His he will really oh you done. Think oh. He's never competing at the U.S. Open. Nope. You want to see Tiger in the major championship? Look at the other three: like Masters number one, Open Championship number two, PGA third. Maybe, maybe. But oh, U.S. Open. I don't. I I never expect him to be relevant on the weekend again at a U.S. Open. You you know who you sound like. Hmm. me talking about Tiger at the Masters. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Well, not only and that, I'm not saying said, I disagree you, with you. You said that he would never win another major championship. That is very true. I'm, I own I that. Think, I, think I, own Tiger can, I think Tiger can compete on the weekly tournaments for another five years. I just think with where his game is. Right now. Age, period. Age, all of it. The U.S. Opens aren't for him anymore, and that's fine. What about Phil Mickelson then going into this week? All right, is so there he, any – any hope? Yes, because Phil really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because Phil physically is different than Tiger. I know he's older. Yes, but physically but that don't matter. Yeah, it does. Oh, they, well, the age yeah, you know, doesn't for Phil. Age doesn't really matter that much. Correct. Because he's in the best shape he's ever been in. That's what I'm saying, and he hasn't had any debilitating injuries or surgeries like Tiger has. Right. And Phil, Phil's game has been so wildly chaotic his entire career. Wild chaos can temper itself for a week, and Phil can still send it. He still has a world-class short game. Yeah, Phil Phil can send it, but if he misses fairway – here's the the thing about the U.S. Open with both Tiger and Phil. And I'll even lump somebody like Bryson DeChambeau into here when it comes to this, this event this week, this major championship. Because Wingfoot is not having any fans, guess what the rough is going to be like three feet off the fairway? Yeah, not trampled down. And it's going to be, well, that's what I'm saying. Three feet off the fairway, normally they're like, man, if you miss the fairway by just a little bit, you're done. If you miss it by 30 yards off the fairway, you're good to go. Now, if you miss it 30 yards off the fairway, nope, you're done. Just as done, if not even more. Because no fans means no trampled rough. Right. So these dudes miss big. They're going to be missing big and bigger rough, you know, because now the USGA finally gets to do, I think, what they always wanted to do. And that is, if you really miss a fairway, we're going to punish you. And remember how the scores were at Pebble last year. Yep. Oh. US and you're right. Like USGA yeah. had USGA standing on 18 for that trophy ceremony was smiling like people smile in a picture when their ex is in the picture with them. See, now it's funny you say that because I I agree and disagree at the same because there was such blow up after Shinnecock. Right. They had to do a make good, right? No. Here was the problem with Pebble. They didn't get to do the make good. Mother Nature 
made all the decisions for them. They Here's the thing. They lied about Shinnecock, and I'm going to say that straight up. The year before, when they in a press conference said, it will be impossible, agronomically, it is not possible for us to mess the course up, and they messed Shinnecock up. After they said it, it wasn't going to even be possible, scientifically, they couldn't do it, and they did it. Pebble, they were just like, well, you know, Pebble, we've seen how Pebble can be. Yeah. But last year, Mother Nature was like, hey, USGA, sit down and shut up. You don't get to do nothing this week. And they were just – they had to sit there and take it. They yeah. had to take, so guess what? The one thing about U.S. Opens too, right? Everyone says, oh, Shinnecock, what a debacle. That was absolutely horrible. And then Pebble happens, and Mother Nature leaves it as it is. And what do people do? Complain. They complain that it was too easy. So the USGA is sitting there going, you know what? It's a fake – Ray outrage when people are like, how dare the USGA does it? People love it. They love seeing an unfair golf course. They no, love they it. Don't. No, they yes, don't. Yes, they do. No, once a year, they don't. Once, yes, they do. You know why? Because it's the same thing. You And that's why I say fake outrage. Because it gives people an opportunity to talk about how horrific it is. But you know what they do? Watch. That might be the one thing that brings people to watch this event. If people are going, this is an absolute bloodletting. It is a bloodletting. Like, imagine if the winning score is plus five, right? Imagine if the cut is plus seven. They or can't something have that. Crazy. Oh, Golf can't. You, who can? Golf. Who can? Dustin Johnson shot minus thirty. Minus I'm aware. thirty in the and first you know, playoff event. You know what the you know USGA is going to say? The USGA is going to say, I'll break your jaw. No. I'll break your jaw. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, and you know how I feel about this. I think the perfect score, the perfect winning score at a U.S. Open is eight under. Because that's two under. Two under every day. You get the birdie, the par fives, the and, two par and fives, it, and that's it. That's every it. Every day. And, and you best be ready for what's coming your way. Unfortunately, the USGA doesn't feel like you feel. They try okay. and lie. Well, guess what the USGA is going to have to deal with then? When I'm looking at a leaderboard that's got a bunch of plus fives on it in contention, yep. guess what yep. people aren't turning from? The NFL. Oh, no. I think it's the opposite. I think it's the absolute. I think people, you know what people want to see? A car crash. You, that people, you know, people don't watch NASCAR just for the rubbing, right? See, they watch see, for the wrecks. Yeah, but because you guys. Once it, here's the deal with the USGA. This ain't this won't be the first time. They mess it up every single every I opportunity they get it, every chance they get, they will mess it up. And Let's, you know what people do? They keep coming back. You know why they keep coming back? Because they know this is the one time that they're gonna see an absolute just car wreck. They're yeah, going to see, see lemmings running off a cliff and they're hoping and praying. Remember what Phil Mickelson did? I mean, you know, do you know the kind of no, press that got? No, like, no. What? No, 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 no. You're, how did we lead this podcast off? The buzz. You're, you need to get, you are not, I'm telling you, you are not the buzz get, isn't happening until Thursday and Friday. You're when not, somebody like Tiger shoots fifteen over. 
and no like, one's going to watch. Remember DJ watching Tiger struggle like that? Are you kidding me? No, what I'm saying is, is like then, then, then you're lifting Tiger out of the equation. I am telling you, the football eyes are not going to leave a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday if they see a leaderboard chalked with pluses. They're just, they're not. Yes, they will. They won't. It needs to be, if you want to, if you want to get some eyeballs off football, you're going to need two under, two under, two under, even, even, even with names. That's it. Pluses don't, I'm just because. I know. Because the, uh, here's what I will say. The only, the only way that you're going to, the only way that you would pull eyeballs regardless is if somebody like Dustin Johnson does a Tiger Woods at Pebble. If either – actually, you know who would be the one guy who could do it? Bryson. If Bryson is hitting 370-yard drives and he's five or six under and everyone else is eight over par, people are tuning in. No, they won't. Yes, they will. You need – I'm telling you, Michael, with, with how football numbers are, the – only like because at that point the example you just gave me five under and eight over that's a 13 shot lead no one's yes. trying for a 13 shot lead to no watch one. bryson hit nope. 300 yeah no, they will. No, for a 13 shot lead yeah. what you need is you need bryson at five under dustin johnson at four under then i'm turning the uh, the the window of golf of how it needs to be played needs to be so competitive and compelling. Joaquin Neiman, Abraham Answer, Webb Simpson, and Bryson DeChambeau, you are not getting eyeballs. You but that's need... what I, look, if it's if it's Rafa Cabrera Bello, Joel Damon, and Michael Thompson, like you ain't turning to watch that, even if they're five, four, and three under. Like you're not turning. To see that this it is like it is like would you change the channel if you are watching USF versus Navy and it's three nothing Navy, right? You're not now What's my golf story. If the golf story is that those guys that I told you, you might that maybe you'll flip it over, maybe. But if if it is Bryson DeChambeau is 13 shots clear of the field, and he's doing similar to what Tiger did, because and I the only reason I say Bryson DeChambeau is because he's a polarizing figure. Yes. Even DJ's not polarizing. Like if DJ and this is. I, to be completely honest, if it's DJ who's doing it, people aren't switching. People aren't why, switching. So why, because why that buzz isn't going to happen online. Like, what's going to happen is if Bryson is the guy who's busting out and Brooks isn't there, you know the storylines that are going to start going online, like it's going to happen on social media. People are going to want to switch over because their feed's going to start blowing up. Yo, this wouldn't be happening if Brooks was there to kick sand in his face. Like yeah, this dude who's woke and swollen out. Like I'm telling you, you're dealing with a different beast when it comes to football. And yeah, but I think we were going to be doing that anyway. And we the, haven't even, and I even, we haven't even brought up the NBA, the conference finals. True. Like, I mean, the good you know, news is most of those are going to be played at night. 
like you late afternoon dealing, tonight. So you were dealing with something that golf has never had to deal with. And look, I am so excited that I'm going to have like that I have TV anxiety because I'm going to have to have laptops <laughs> and 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 iPads and, and, and all of this thing. But let's get into a couple of guys because look, Wingfoot okay. is, a, is a historic course, sixth U.S. Open that's going to be played at Wingfoot. Only mm-hmm. Oakmont and Baltus Rawl have hosted more. Um, Jeff Ogilvy got his backdoor U.S. Open there. Yeah, people don't even know that Jeff Ogilvy won a U.S. Open. I know. Give me a couple. Funny, of- people also forget that Colin Montgomery should have been able to tie him <laughs> and made the biggest mistake of mistakes from the middle of the fairway. Everyone remembers Phil and his debacle off the tee and then the horrific miracle shot attempt. I mean, it was just a horrible 18th hole for Phil where he melted down. People forget that Colin Montgomery was in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, I don't care about no. Colin Montgomery or Jeff Mrs. Ogilvy. Mrs. Doubtfire? Come on, man. How you not like Mrs. Care Doubtfire? About I don't care about either of them. What I care mm-hmm. about are the players teeing it up this week. And there are a handful of players that I believe are perfect for this course. Ooh, I've, okay. I've, already, I've already submitted my dot-com pick. Really? And I am very confident in said dot com pick. I have taken John Rahm to win the U.S. Open. What? Because I, I believe mean, I believe yeah. game. I believe headspace. I believe all of it is in such a good spot. And I just love this course for John Rahm and where he is right now. I have there are. Two things, I'm, and I'll be selfish about the first one on why I didn't pick John Rahm. It's because okay. I started the year out with a prediction that said John Rahm will be world number one and have wins, but not one, none of those wins would be a major championship. So I, I'm sticking to my guns on that. Even though I'm very nervous about another major that's coming in November, my issue with Rahm, who I absolutely love to death, is a big fan of our podcast and has been on with us before actually wants to come on again um the thing that makes me nervous about rombo is i don't know if he can stay chill for 72 holes i don't know if he's at a, like i believe in him at a place like augusta because he can make a, a mistake at augusta and then come back from it. Like he can play a hole a little bit red. Uh, just to be honest, he can play a hole a little red assed if he needs to at the Masters. You cannot do that at a U.S. Open. And I don't, and I, I think Rom is one of those guys who for two rounds, maybe even two and a half, can make it that way. But the U.S. Open is – that's what the USGA does. It takes your patience to a place where you don't think you can go. It makes you be patient when you don't think you have patience left. And I think him having Adam Hayes on the bag is a big – is going to be one of the reasons I think he can go two and a half rounds, you know, to to stay that way. But – I, as much as I love John Rahm and I believe that he will be winning major championships, I don't know that Wingfoot is the one for him right now. 
Especially, yeah, you're you're right, and and I've always thought that that's been holding him back is that mental capacity to not blow up when he can least afford it. But what's funny is when I sent in the the pick to Nick P, the golf editor at ESPN.com, I said in the write up that here I'll I'll read it exactly what I said because it's funny how you're you're putting it relative to how I. See, Rom, I said, uh, why John Rom? It's his time. He's been number one in the world. He's playing as well as anyone. And perhaps most importantly, he's matured in spots you need for the four day grind of a major championship. And he tells us that he has. We've seen spots where he has, and we've seen spots that he hasn't. But when you're a guy like John Rom, world class talent, world number one talent, you need to start showing up in these major championships. This is why, this is how you get labeled a Sergio or a Ricky or one of these other guys. This, right now in your career, what's he, 24, 23, 24, 25? Right. Yeah. It, don't go down that best without a major path. Because mm. he's got the game to be in the Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka's, Rory McElroy's. But he's way too young to even start that conversation, though. I agree. But no Kepka, no Tiger. Well, Tiger's there. A threatening Tiger. I got you. No threatening Phil. But here's the deal, Go though. Go get it. You know who my winner is? Who? My, my winner is DJ. I don't hate that. My winner is DJ. And I'm, I'm going to – and I, I put it out the similar to how I put it out in that same predictions. And that is – DJ winning now gives him the same amount of U.S. Opens as Brooks Kepka, who threw a little shade at him anyway, and who I don't believe the two of them are tight anymore. Not even a little bit. So I think now DJ, who now has something Brooks ain't got, a FedEx Cup title on 15 million. Yeah. Right? So I think DJ now has his sights firmly set on Brooks to be like, you're not the man. I'm the man. I also and I'm gonna show you how, and I think DJ's ability to find fairways with his driver off the tee, and ability to find greens in regulation, even if they're not realistic birdie opportunities, I think he's the dude that right now is like he is in that perfect sweet spot of playing amazing golf taking the right amount of time off, and then when he gets back to the golf course, getting right back on that horse. Yeah, and and you're 100% right in that I believe there are two players that could overpower this course, Dustin and Rory, and that's it. But is Rory in a play out there? And that's funny that you say that because no, just in, the next guy of, I was going to mention. In terms I, of like, in in terms of if if they're if they're playing golf, game a game a game. They, dead they, on. Those, those are the two. But no, to answer what you were going to ask, Rory's in the headspace. New baby. Um, no, I look. I would love to say the new baby is inspiring, but it's not. It don't work that no, way. No, it just doesn't work right. And so no, it don't work that way. Yeah, so that's what I love the Dustin Johnson pick because I've been waiting since 2017. Is that the is that the infamous air quotes fell at the master's house or was that 18? 
Uh, seven, 17 or 18. 18. Yeah. It's one of those two years that I know for certain. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting to see that Dustin. I, I, I've been waiting to see that Dustin Johnson again because it was he was the best player on the planet then. Just and, the, hey, look, if the if the Dustin Johnson who played Oakmont shows up, it's over. It's over after Thursday. And right. that's why I'm saying to get eyeballs, we need – but I will say this. I am curious to see two guys. One, I want to see Bryson. And two – Let's assess his chances. Um, I've got none. Yeah, see, ironically enough, you know the thing about Bryson that – worries me it's not any part of his golf game i'm more worried about bryson mentally than i there am about go. john rom there you go i think bryson goes mentally into bad places and that's now even faster than rom does that where rom is working on it rom <laughs> is trying desperately <laughs> to like stay chill through the through any kind of mental mm. hiccups that he has where Bryson, when he starts blowing a gasket, like once that fuse is lit, that's it's, that's it. You know why Bryson's blowing gaskets? I just think that's part of who he is. Yeah, and I don't hate, I don't fault him or hate him for that. I think it's, but it is. I think it's twofold. I think it's that, and I think that he works so hard to change golf by overpowering every course he plays that when it doesn't go according to his plan, he loses his mind. I, I don't know that that's his trying to overpower it. I think that's a that's a result of a guy who is so mechanical. The dude when you're, has when you're said that, that mechanical he... and you don't and even he says like, well, he doesn't really get nervous because all he's thinking about is mechanics all the time. Being right. And when he doesn't mechanically overpower a course like he wants to, like this is a guy. I just think says... when the mechanics aren't perfect, I think then. He starts going off the rails. This guy wants to drive par fours. Yeah. Okay. So, and when he's not, when he's not, um, like when when Curtis Strange and I had him in a featured group, we had him and Finau Sunday um, at Harding Park. He was he was doing things on the course like he would hit a hell of a drive and be a hundred something yards out, even sometimes less. But he was so fired up walking to his ball that the drive didn't do what he wanted to. Curtis is like, what is this, like, what is this guy's problem? He's hey, nice. there's another dude like that, though, Hideki. Hideki is that dude. You can't watch him after the ball leaves the club face because according to his reaction, even though the ball lands two inches from the hole, that dude looks like he just hit it OB. Right, and guess who we and haven't someone, talked about winning a major? Right, that's what I mean. Like, that's, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so then how about this name? So if if DeChambeau is out for you, and I'm nervous about him, the one guy that we haven't heard a lot about coming into this, and it's also because we just left the tour championship a week and a half ago, Justin Thomas. I think he's he's a guy who potentially could be in the right headspace. Then it's just for – he's the guy who has the headspace, but I don't know if his game is in the perfect spot yet. Say it again. Who was it? Justin Thomas. You know I'm but a the, huge JT fan. The guy who um, I was saying before who I was curious about to throw one last name at you is the guy who just won the PGA Championship. The only thing that scares me about Colin Morikawa 
is this is only his second U.S. Open, and his first one was Pebble last year. So he has not felt the wrath of the U.S. I know. That's what I was – I know. I I'm, know. Not, I'm not in my head no as Caddy says Colin Morikawa, and I'll tell you why. I think it's – this is – this. You are adamantly swinging your – you're going to crack a neck bone or something. You want to know why? No. Why? What are the two things that those major championships you just listed have in common? The PGA and the USGA? No, the PGA and the U.S. Open from last year. They were West Coast. They were both in California. Yeah. But a Colin Morikawa plays college golf. I at, know. At I know. Those were home games for him. This is completely and, different. And, yeah, I understand. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Pebble, he's never seen rough like this. Like, I just saw um, on Twitter somebody putting up a picture of the rough, and that ball literally vanishes. Like, the, there are people, because there isn't a crowd – if they don't have enough volunteers lining these holes, <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, this is going to be like a Saturday Muni with thick rough with the amount of golf balls that are going to be lost, which sounds crazy, but some of these guys are going to get wild off the tees, and you're not going to find the golf ball when it goes down into the rough because it's going to hit. This is how deep the – it's the rough that the grass gets so tall it falls over. So if the ball comes in it at the wrong angle and gets under grass that has already fallen over, you're not finding it unless you step on it. That's going to be crazy. Crazy. So I'm, uh, as, you, as you say this, I'm looking up driving accuracy percentage of some of the best players that we would consider to be contenders. And if I'm looking at this, again, contender is the, is the operative word here. I have to go down to. Yeah, just the fact that we're scrolling that far. What does that tell you? I'm like, literally at... scrolling down <laughs> this list of people that I would consider like a, a favorite. To and find I, out who's the guy who's – you know who my big sleeper guy is? Who? That nobody thought who actually had the lead just for a second at a U.S. Open a long time ago, but now is a much mature, more mature player who isn't crazy long. But how about Michael Thompson? Michael Thompson is a dude that nobody's scared of off the tee. But he's one of those great. guys that he had the lead – at the U.S. Open, the one that Webb Simpson won in Olympic, you know. And so I'm it's going like, driver accuracy percentage. Yes, but the thing you got to do, make sure when you're looking at those stats that they're because what they do is they get slick and they put up the stats for the 2020 2021 season. Oh, uh, there and, it is. That's, yeah. There we go. Because that's only guys from Safeway, so you got to flip back to. The there we go. Season. Okay, here we. You're go. welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. That's my like, that's caddy, way, caddy working for you, man. I'm, I'm I was like, wait bag. the hell a second. <laughs> but this this is also why that move that Cameron Champ just made, bringing John Wood on the bag. I'm telling you, when I found out about it, it felt exactly like when I heard Webb Simpson brought Paul Tesori on the bag. And if Cameron Champ goes, I'll just be the thoroughbred and let John Wood be the jockey, and you just do what the jockey tells you to do as a thoroughbred, he'll get you across the finish line. Like, those two together 
could be a deadly combination. But the the key is going to be, and and it's not going to be easy, I don't think, right away, but maybe it will be. The key is going to be for Cameron Champ to just go, where, just tell me what to do. Like, take this week and go, you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And it's funny how when guys let go of that, I, I, the best word to use is ego. When guys let go of that ego and they just allow their talent to be their talent. Yes. And they go, all right, you tell, where am I hitting this? A seven iron at that tree? Okay. And that's it. Boom. And let one fly. It's, they are so freed up that because now none of the responsibilities on me. Like I already know this dude's been to Ryder Cups. He knows what's up. Like I ain't got to do nothing. Webb Simpson was that way at Olympic. It was, he would just look at Paul. Yo, what, what's the play here? All right, seven iron right there. Okay, cool. Boom. And it was, we saw what happened. And I'm looking at Cameron Champ now with John Wood on the bag and going, huh, that feels very similar. So let's, um, so, and, and, and are you going to be at the U.S. Open or no? No. Okay. I will we'll leave it there. Your answer says enough. I don't want to dive yeah. into that. You right. already, you already, no, don't do right, yeah, All right. So, okay. so I do have an opportunity to do something the week after. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. Can a we question. get to the picks before we get into your schedule? Of I wouldn't call it a schedule. I'd call it a scheme. All right. But let's, yeah, oh, let's do the picks. Let's do the picks and then we'll scheme. All right. See, I knew you would, that would get you. See, see, since I've since I'm absolutely just obliterating you in the picks. Well, no, obliterating. We're restarting now, right? It's a new season. Oh hell no! No, no, we no, gotta no, go no, to no. the end of the calendar year. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? At least till the end of the Masters, because oh, yeah, then yeah. the ma- the majors will be played. That's no, no. Don't weasel out of your beatdown. You take it like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I'm already just down, man. Jesus, I stopped peeing in the house. Why you gotta keep rubbing my <laughs> nose in it? All right, so for the uh, for the first pick, I, I'm going to stay consistent with who I have on ESPN.com. I'll take John Rahm uh, for my first pick at the U.S. Open. Okay, and then, of course, I got Dustin Johnson as my pick. Let me – I got to grab a pen here. Yeah, let me uh, – Make my – Got to make my list. <laughs> All right, so John Rahm is taken by Maddie. And Remember, MC, three players and a sleeper. Right, MC has Dustin Johnson. Well, you already know what my sleeper is unless you steal him. The only thing that scares me about he made a move one time that I make fun of. <laughs> All right, so pick two for me. I am going to take Xander Shoffley. Oh, okay. Solid. Uh, Caddy. <laughs> I'm going to take Justin Thomas. Okay. For my third pick. No, this guy's killed me before. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i for people that because y'all can't watch but we're doing it on zoom so we can see each other <laughs> maddie's going down the list and his eyes got real big and then the memory kicked in right it's like, yep. it's, it's like when you see somebody and you're like "Ooh, yeah ooh, i'll tell you yeah, this i remember yeah my list to this point this is going to be the third player that i've picked that's yet to win a major because i've got john rom xander i'm going patrick cantlay Oh, real? Okay. Yeah. For my third pick. Nice. For my third pick, I'm going, because just karma has a way of doing this. And this is a dude also without a major championship. But I believe 
might just have the game to pull this off. And Karma says he's got he's gonna get in the mix. And that would be Matt Kuchar. I will allow that to be a sleeper if you want. No. Okay. All right, I like it. Because I was no. looking at Cooch as a sleeper. Okay. All right. So to recap before we get into our sleepers, John Rom, Dander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Team Maddie, Team Caddy, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Thomas, and Matt Kuchar. All right. For my sleeper. I am going to ask for permission. <laughs> Let me get this straight. We're not resetting the points. I just got to go ahead and take it, and now you're going to ask me for a favor. Let me just – I just want to make sure we're hearing this correctly. Now, because I, I'm, I'm – Who's fully, your sleeper? I'm fully ready for you to say no, because based on sleeper, yes. this, is a, this is laughable, but I think you're going to know where I'm going <laughs> with this. Yeah, my, make your argument. My sleeper – Jordan Spieth. <laughs> he's a sleeper in that no one expects him to win it. He's not a sleeper because he's already got three major champions. Like, <laughs> no, I get it. I, I get it. But if we're living in the now, I think Jordan Spieth qualifies as a sleeper. Ben Crane in the middle of the now. Oh, man, that is – seriously. You, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, I'll get – all right. That's fine. All right. I will give you Jordan as your sleeper. I'm going to put an asterisk by this, too, just because it – That I owe you just, one? And, or, and the fact that you said that I'm going to say this and I already know it's laughable. So, yes, it's laughable. But, yes, I'm going to allow it. And because it's like, you know what? I'm already taking an absolute bath this year. Yeah. And I still – it's all Mark Leishman's fault. I'm just going to blame it on him. So, I'm sticking with the sleeper that I picked that no one was talking about before. It, there's two two guys that I'm torn between. I mean, I made the sleeper pick online, but there's another dude that I think potentially – I just don't – I don't know if he can – I love him to death. I don't know if he can cross the finish line. So, I'm going to stick with Michael Thompson. Okay. That's my sleep. Oh, that's right. You did say him earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, to recap, Team Maddie, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Catlay, Patrick Cantlay, the sleeper. <laughs> Easy for you to say. The sleeper, Jordan Spieth, Team Caddy, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Matt Kuchar, the sleeper, Michael Thompson. Okay. Before we get out of here, let's scheme for you. Scheme? Yeah. All right. So, I have an opportunity. Right, and I gotta figure out how to pitch this. I already got my testing kit and everything, just in case. So, you know, Tiger just designed his first public golf course. Okay. Up there at Big Cedar Lodge, Payne's Valley. It's like as a nod to Payne Stewart as well, and you know they got that Tiger, Rory, uh, Justin Rose, Justin Thomas match going the Tuesday after the U.S. Open. Go on. I have been invited to go be there and be on site for that event. By who? By the event organizers. And do what? What? Uh, just do what I do. Um, 
The Which, only thing oh, that I, I, the I only, can do a whole I can do a whole podcast on that. But yeah, go <laughs> well, ahead. That's what I'm saying. So the only thing that I won't be able to do, I will have access to. They will have an intimate press conference, very oh, intimate, intimate because we're, not we're wearing clothes or what are we doing, Mike? Well, you know what I mean. What do we say with the, or before we started this recording? Everybody get naked, jump in. That's kind of how the football season started. So. Um, the only thing that I won't be able to do is I won't have access to do a one-on-one interview with the four players. So I you wouldn't be able not? to get Tiger. I will not be able to get Tiger one-on-one or Rory one-on-one, Justin Rose one-on-one, JT one-on-one. I wouldn't be able to do that, but I would be able to be present and record the press conference, ask questions, and then also have access on the golf course. So do I go? Yeah. Okay. Do I ask permission or forgiveness? Well, since it's already out here in a public forum, I guess you would have to ask for permission. <laughs> Wait, well, who are you asking permission from? The missus or the or your or the work? The people that write the check for me. Oh work. Yeah, yeah, I would ask for permission. See? But I'm gonna say already. I don't think I would, if I ask permission, the answer is going to be no. Oh, but the travel thing? Yes. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, I could see your little dilemma here. That's what um, I'm saying. Like, we have an opportunity to, to take people where they can't go. Yeah. And then talk to guys immediately after the U.S. Open that we weren't, necessarily going to get to talk to in any other way so by the way go ahead no look i I, you've got i've got all the pertinent information um i'd say ask i'm gonna get to play some golf too maybe a little bit and the part three yeah don't sell that no Uh, i don't sell that part but i do want to for the new, the next America's Caddy episode, we're going to be talking about some the par threes courses. That's one right. of the things we want to talk about. And so, Big Cedar has the only par three that is in a PGA tournament, and it is actually part of the PGA Tour Champions a tournament event that's played where yeah. they actually play on that par three course. You know so what? You say, I say I just, go for it. All right, I'll ask. All right. All right. Good luck with that. Uh, I know. See, I know. Just by the way you said that, we both know there's no chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but I hey, know there's you know no what? chance. Go get them, kiddo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody enjoy the uh, everybody enjoy the second major championship of the week. I can't wait to watch it. I've already got anxiety trying to figure out how to do it, but we know that it will happen, and we know that winged foot is going to have its muscles out. Wingfoot, have yourself some Bactine and Band-Aids. And for those who don't know what Bactine is, that's the stuff you put on a cut that stings like a mother. Right? Right. When's it going to stop burning? Here's the big one. Ooh, okay. Here we go. This is just a little bonus brag bet. And (laughs) you get Plus or minus, the plus or minus margin is one. All right. Okay. Guess the winning score. Plus one. All right. So you get 
you get plus, plus two, two and or even. even. Yes. So I will take two under. Ooh, minus two. So you get minus three or and minus one. one. Yep. So you're saying under par wins? Yes. And I'm saying over par or even wins. Love it. That's a great, great score. I like that too. Okay, cool. So that's the side act. That's the side action. I love it. Okay. So, hey, how about this? The winner gets to choose the restaurant that we go to the next time that we're out and hanging. Now that I know. The winner of what? the winner of that side bet. Oh, this, this is side act. Okay. Yeah, yeah the side sorry. action. Because now sorry. that I know you don't like any restaurant with the menus in the window with pictures, <laughs> you know exactly. Oh, that's all I'll be looking for. Yeah, now somewhere with I the menu in the triangle or in the windows. <laughs> all in. And then when 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 I win, we'll do some dirty Chinese. Awesome. the caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This has been the major championship edition of Maddie and the Caddy. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.